Hello everyone and welcome to Darkness Zone, a Destiny 2 podcast. I'm your host, Comic Book Cody, and thank you all for joining me for episode 1 of this new podcast adventure I'm going on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I used to do a podcast called Geek Car Games with my best friend Sam. I talked a lot of Destiny on that podcast, but I felt like now's a good time to start my own podcast focusing on Destiny 2. Uh, I love this game. It looks like this game is going to be around for a very long time to come, so why not start a podcast about it? Let me talk about it. Uh, I'll get into the schedule later in the show, but let's talk about it, and yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm hoping you guys enjoy this. Um, we have a lot to cover. Like, this was a huge week for Destiny. Like, it was incredible how much stuff happened. Uh, so let's dive right into it. Um, so I guess the week kind of starts with the Almighty Live event. Uh, so if you don't know what happened, is a season of the Worthy was coming to an end. Uh, the Almighty ship was going to get blown up by Rasputin. You know, we had worked throughout the season doing these Seraph Tower public events. They had us do $9 million at one point. Uh, and so this all culminated with the first live event for Destiny. And I think going into it, a lot of people were expecting uh, maybe just like a cutscene. They weren't really sure, like, oh, is this going to live up to, like, Fortnite's live events? Uh, I don't even know what I was expecting, to be honest. Going into it, I honestly expected for at like 10 o'clock there to be a cutscene that plays of the Almighty getting blown up and crashing. Uh, instead, what happened was over an hour and a half, uh, the skybox changed and we saw the Almighty getting blown up by rockets. And then in the last five minutes, the Almighty crash landed uh, near the tower. A couple chunks fell off and hit the tower, actually. And if you're playing the game currently, you can go into the tower. Over by Zavala, there's a chunk missing. And if you inspect it, you get an emblem. So make sure to do that. Um, I think overall my thoughts on the event is it was a little long. Uh, I think what also hindered it was they said, hey, be there at 10. And then it seemed to come out that they postponed it about 30 minutes to let people get into the game and deal with errors and things like that. Uh, And then I think even at an hour, that would have been a very long time to watch this happen. I enjoyed it myself. I do think it was long. I think they can definitely learn from this experience. Um, I think they can improve, I guess, kind of like player interaction. I think it would have been cool, like, if at 10 o'clock a mission opened up and we could go on to the Almighty and, like, set up, like, a bomb or something that, like, gave coordinates for Rasputin to, like, aim at the core of the Almighty. Um, because, like, those assets are in the game. Um, but, yeah, that's the only thing I could really think of that could add to the event. I thought it was really cool. Um, I was in... I was hosting a Twitch stream. I had my friend Andy in the chat with me. We were talking. And... You know, it was cool every couple minutes to see something change in the skybox. Uh, I think that last five minutes was incredible. Like, the explosion leading into it falling from the sky in flames and, like, having to move from one section of the tower to the other just to see it crashing was really fun. Like, I enjoyed that so much. And then, like, the sound was really cool. Like, when it hit, it created, like, you know, when there's giant explosions, like, all the sound gets, like, sucked away. And, like, we, you hear this ringing. And, like, we had that in-game, and that's really awesome. Like, it was a really cool thing. Um, but, yeah, I think it just went long. And that was, I think everyone's big complaint was it went too long. And I agree. I think it was long. Um, but I think it's cool we have these events. Because it means that Bungie's trying new things. Uh, 
uh, you know, we've had like secret missions before. Well, now we know, hey, Bungie can pull off a live event and maybe next time they're just going to nail it. Because let me tell you, like, I hope for more of these in the future. I just hit my phone, sorry. Um, I hope for more of these in the future. Because at the end of the season, if a pyramid ship shows up, like, above the Traveler, I'm going to freak out. Because that's going to be super cool. Like, it's it's really nice knowing, hey, we can do these events now. And it makes the living world feel a little bit more lived in, you know? So, yeah, that was really cool. The Almighty event was really awesome. Um, and that kind of sparked what I would say is, like, Oh my god, I'm so excited for Destiny again. And this next thing just excited me even more. Because then we move on to Tuesday. The live stream that they did for the future of Destiny 2. And, oh my god, guys. What a Tuesday this was. I was at work. I had the stream playing in the background on my phone. And like I was like, did you just kind of sound like fist pumping like every time something cool was announced? I was like, oh, fuck yeah so cool yeah and so yeah like it's why he's killing it let me tell you um i'm on the hype train i probably shouldn't be on the hype train i should probably be on like the skeptical hype train but i'm just on the hype train like it's awesome so tuesday they announced the future of destiny 2 which starts in this fall with beyond light uh so the story is looking really cool uh, so pretty much we've been getting these teaser trailers of Eris and the Drifter heading to a planet. Or Eris was on the planet. Uh, and this culminated with a trailer showing that Eris, the Drifter, and the Stranger are meeting up on Europa to talk about a pyramid ship that's gone active there. And so that's really cool. Uh, so first off, like confirming, hey, we have a new destination. We're not returning to an old destination. We have an entirely new destination, so that's really awesome. Uh, the Stranger returning is a huge lore thing, because for a lot of people, we all thought she was gone forever. Um, and then they kind of confirmed that Aramis, who recently you probably know, she tried to break into the old vault and steal Outbreak Perfected in the Zero Hour mission. She now has a piece of the darkness and wants revenge on the Traveler for leaving her people. And I think that opens up a lot of possibilities. Um, I think, you know, we're going to have Fallen using the darkness. Uh, so hopefully we see Mithrax showing up. Mithrax is the Fallen we allied with. Um, and so I think there's a lot of story possibilities there with that. Uh, it's it's looking really cool story-wise. I'm excited for a new planet. I think a new planet is always good. I, as someone who didn't play a lot of Destiny 1... Um, didn't really find the moon to be all that fun. Like, it was cool going to certain nooks and crannies, but um, I'm excited for a new location. Like, I loved the Tangled Shore and the Dreaming City from Forsaken because they were new and they were just interesting to explore. Um, so I hope with Europa we have a similar thing. I would love another expansion where we get two new destinations. Like, I'd love, like, at the end of the story, like, does the Dreadnought show up? That'd be really cool. Um, they announced... Uh, that a new element slash subclass would be introduced. We're going to be embracing the light. As the stranger says, the line between light and dark is so very thin, and we're going to embrace it. And so we're unlocking stasis, which seems to be some kind of darkness ice abilities. And I'm really hyped for that. Uh, I know they said it's going to be like a very technical challenge to introduce this because they've never done it. 
I give them a lot of props for doing it because like I never thought we'd get a new element slash subclass. I thought if anything, we would one day like pick between light and dark, and like darkness would be its entirely own thing, um, of like dark versions of void, solar, and arc. Uh, but no, we have this stasis subclass and element coming in, and like it looks really awesome. Um, I kind of noticed. I don't know if anyone else knows this, that there seems to be like weapons tied in to all the classes. So the warlock has the staff, the hunter had like these throwing axes, and we didn't really see the one for the titan, and boy am I hoping we have like a giant ice claymore. That'd be really cool. I just want a giant sword to swing around like all the time. Like I would love it. Um, I don't know if this was announced on the live stream or if it just came out after, but the, you know, the raid for this uh, expansion... We're going to be going into the Deepstone Crypt, where the Exiles are made. So what I think probably happens there is maybe Aramis goes into the Deepstone Crypt and uses the darkness to, like, corrupt some Exos. So it would be really cool if, like, at one point we're just fighting some Exos. That would be really awesome. I also wonder, like, you know, is there a possibility of a Cade 7 showing up around this time? Who knows? Um... And so yeah, Beyond Light looks really good. The pre-order is up right now on the Bungie store. Uh, I've debated with myself for a while if I'm going to buy the Collector's Edition. Because last year I didn't buy the Collector's Edition for Shadowkeep. And like, it looks kind of cool this year. So I'm thinking about it. Um, but yeah, Beyond Light looks really cool. Uh, then they go into... They kind of showed us like, this is where we came from. Like here is the past six years of Destiny. Uh, and let me tell you that trailer... Like, when they got to Rise of Iron, I got a little misty-eyed. Because when I started playing Destiny, was in Rise of Iron. And it really made, like, hit home, like, how far I've come with this series. And then they showed us where we're going. Which is, in 2021, we're going to the Witch Queen expansion. I'm talking about Sabathun. And then, in 2022, the expansion we called Lightfall. And the picture of it was a pyramid ship on top of the Traveler. And boy, does that sound ominous. Um, I I think it's really cool that they're doubling down on Destiny 2. They obviously probably had to come out and sit down at some point and be like, hey, we could continue supporting this game or we can stop and we can go make Destiny 3. Um, I think a lot of people may be like, hey, maybe Destiny 3 is the way to go here. But I think it takes a lot of guts to be like, well, no, we want people to love this game. And so let's make Destiny 2. I do think Lightfall may be the end of Destiny 2, and when that comes around, maybe then they'll start working on Destiny 3, but I think they want to finish whatever storyline they have going on right now before they move on to another game, and I, I big props to them, like they're doubling down, but it's really cool. Uh, it's, it's just really awesome to see the dedication they're having for this game, how they want to make it best MMO action RPG shooter they can um, so yeah and then they talk about the Destiny Content Vault the DCV as a lot of people are calling it uh, so what this is is kind of like a way for them to take stuff away but also give us stuff and I think this is also a very good idea I think it helps a lot with keeping things in check because, uh, like, right now, the file size on, like, PS4 and Xbox One is kind of large. I think we're in, like, the hundreds. Um, and so what they're planning to do is this fall, they're going to be removing Io, Mars, Titan, and the Leviathan space. So that's three raids going away. 
four raids actually yeah four raids because crown of sorrow is also in there um so those are leaving this fall to save disk space for the consoles uh but they're going to add the cosmodrome uh this fall and they're going to expand upon it add some strikes and i'm sure there's gonna be some others like hidden stuff in there and then eventually vault of glass will be coming back in year four they didn't say in 2020 um and so my overall thoughts on this is i really support it um, I think there's just stuff in the game we don't need anymore. I think Mercury could have gone away a long time ago and a lot of us would have been happy. You know, the, the flashpoint there was the worst back in the day. And I think they they provided the numbers to like show, like, hey, yeah, this makes sense. Um, they talked about how in Season of the Worthy, 0.3% of people played the Warmind DLC story stuff. And last season, uh, and it takes up 5% of space on like discs so yeah if only 0.3 percent of people are playing that remove it i do think there are some very there's some opinions about this that i can 100 percent see like i think there's a lot of people who are like well hey i paid for this content and now it's going away why should i keep investing but you have to think about long term if you want this game to continue and not have to spend three hours updating the game you you're gonna need to let some stuff go and, like, are you really going to miss Mercury? Um, like, are you going to miss Mars? I can see Io, maybe, and Titan, because, like, those are some very nice spaces. But I think at some point you got to let it go. Um, and I also understand where people are coming from with, well, if they're taking this away, how do we know, like, what they're adding is going to be enough? I think Europa is going to be a big enough planet that they can do a lot with. They've been working on this for a long time. And so I 100% support the Destiny Content Vault. Um, I have high hopes that maybe like Wrath of the Machine will come back one day. Um, so yeah, I I think it's a good idea. I think it works out for them. Um, so next up we have Season of Arrivals was announced. Uh, we didn't know what the name of the season was going to be up until then. And so this is pretty much leading us into Beyond Light. Um, so the pyramid ships are now showing up on planets. Uh, I was the first one, and then we have Eris, who is currently investigating this tree where the last the traveler last touched on Io. Uh, which, when you launch the game currently, there's this amazing uh, first story mission that happens, and like it's so beautiful. Like there's a there's a moment that like I think you've probably seen a bunch of screenshots for, and it looks incredible. Um, so the kind of the hook this season is going to be following. Uh, the pyramid ships playing at the planet because I think Titan is coming up soon, and uh, the Drifter and the Air and Eris are involved, and so the Drifter is currently like having us do like a mini version of Gambit uh, on Io, and then where we do a weekly story mission for Eris. Um, my initial thoughts are I'm I'm pretty positive about it. Um, like I said at the start of this, I'm very excited to be enjoying Destiny again. Uh, I think it's really cool. I think the new Umbral Ingrams they introduced are really nice. Kind of a return return to Destiny 1 style at the end where you can pick between like armor and weapons. Or in like you can also like go even further later on with like you can pick like certain type of armor for certain stats rolls. And like that's really cool to help with builds. Um, I think a lot of the new armor and weapons look cool. The new Titan armor looks amazing. I love it a lot. So yeah, I think a lot of the new armor, uh, like the Titan armor looks really good. The weapons are really cool. I think the return of these like legendary versions of exotics from Destiny 1 are awesome. There's like a bolt caster similar style sword. And there's a dark drinker similar sword. 
I really want that Dark Drinker Similar Sword. It looks really cool. It's like a giant cleaver. Um, and the new exotic Grenade Launcher Wither Horde is broken, apparently, but also really fun. I think it's like one of the more unique guns we've ever had in Destiny, and I'm loving it personally. I know like last night uh, I partied up with some friends, and we went and tried to do the Prophecy Dungeon, even though we were 40 light level lower. And we were just shooting that thing to kill our clear ads, like, left and right. Uh, I should also mention, hey, there's a dungeon that is free to all players. It's called Prophecy. It deals with the Nine, and, like, what happens when we go ask the Prophecy, what is the darkness? Uh, and I've heard it's really cool. It's, like, a very miniature raid, apparently. Uh, which I guess this would tie into a new story of it's possibly leaving at the end of the season, and a lot of people are up in arms about it, and I can see where they're coming from because it's apparently it's such a cool space and what i've seen is a very cool space uh we did not get past the first boss but it's a really cool area and i don't think it should leave i don't think dungeons should ever leave after a season it should really stay um the armor coming from it also looks really cool and apparently you can get some of the Icolos weapons to drop from it with random rolls which is really cool because i i missed the Icolos shotgun that was like one of my favorite shotguns um so yeah, that's Season of the Rivals. Uh, you know, we're a couple days into it, and I'm really happy about it. I think it's really awesome. Um, I think Bungie's keeping a lot of stuff secret for the season. Uh, I think this is very like very much towards the end of this. Uh, it's going to heavily lead into Beyond Light and like what we're going to see in that expansion. Um, my kind of hopes for this season is I really hope we get an exotic mission at the end of the season, like a secret one. I, I like the Whisper mission. I think Zero Hour has done really cool where just one day someone walked over and found a data pad. I hope that we can get another one of those. That's going to be something I'm always going to love and about this game is when we can get those things. Um, so yeah, I think Season of Arrivals is also a good start. The live stream was really done well. Uh, there was a follow-up interview done by Dr. Lupo with Luke Smith where they kind of talked about some things. Um, Luke Smith really kind of hammered home that like if you have issues with the game, they usually end up falling back on him. And I can see a lot of people who are like, oh man, it's really big of Luke Smith to be like, hey, this is all my fault. But at some point, if it's constantly your fault, when do we need to like be worried about that, you know? Um, I like Luke Smith. Luke Smith. The words. I like Luke Smith. I think he's a cool guy. Um think he he does obviously like this game a lot i do think some of his comparisons as someone who played world of warcraft um don't don't make sense for a game of this caliber um he wants these like aq40 world of warcraft stuff moments to happen in this game and I, I just don't know if you can have that in this game with the technical limitations maybe with these new consoles we're going to have and the pc is always going to be able to do stuff that consoles can't um, but yeah, and the, the kind of some sort of stuff that came out of that interview is the stasis subclasses are going to have different, uh, trees than the normal subclasses we have now. Like they're not going to be clustered together. It's going to be more like pick and choose. And I hope that leads to all the subclasses having more freedom because, I don't like the clusters. I think being able to pick talents is always going to be a cool thing, especially if we're trying to embrace this MMO aspect of the game um, and the RPG aspect of the game. I think, you know, being able to build a character the way you want. Like, I would love to be a 
Void Titan who can throw up a bubble, but also my melee and grenade triggers detonations and like makes me an AOE clearing machine. I think that'd be really cool. I'm always gonna want that. Um, I think you know being a top tree warlock who can shoot fire from from his hands, but also have a healing nade is something really cool. I think that'd be a wonderful thing. And so yeah, I hope we get to see more freedom with our characters this fall. And then next up, we have This Week at Bungie. They mainly just went over the Almighty event and covered the live stream and, like, different articles they had written. Um, The only really big change I saw was they have removed skill-based matchmaking from Crucible uh, in every game mode except Survival and Elimination. Um, I guess they're kind of listening to uh, player feedback about how skill-based matchmaking just isn't fun. Like, you don't want to go into the Crucible and sweat your ass off you want to go into the crucible to have fun and if you want to sweat your ass off there are game modes designed for that um and so yeah and especially with there not being any ritual slash um what did they use called not ritual but uh pinnacle guns to go for in crucible this season um i think yeah it makes sense to you know you should survival and elimination should just be over there with skill-based matchmaking let control and rumble and all that be for fun, you know? Uh, and another big update is if you complete the Prophecy Dungeon, you can get a Bungie reward, and it's a hoodie that is similar to the Emissary of the Nines hoodie. I'm not going to lie, I kind of want this. I like hoodies, and I think it's kind of a neat-looking hoodie. It's got little nine symbols on the back with, like, the circle triangle stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah. So that's kind of everything that's happened this week. Um... So, because of fear of, like, how short this would be, I reached out to some friends and asked some questions, uh, being like, hey, can can you guys give me some questions? I'm worried this show's going to be a little short. I talk a little fast sometimes, I know. Um, just put my mic, sorry about that. Uh, so, I reached out to my friends, and my good friend Andy asked me a few questions. Uh, he wants to know what I'm looking forward to in the new expansion. Um, I think I'm really looking forward to... A, the new subclass and element. I think ice is a really cool idea, stasis. Um, like I said, I really hope Titans get a Claymore sword. That'd be really dope. Um, I'm hoping they do a lot of quality of life. Like, the subclass thing. I hope we can, you know, pick what we want again. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, last year, around Shadowkeep, there was this big talk about how they want to make the game more social. And I don't feel like they ever capitalized on that this season. I don't think anything, not this season, this year, um, I don't think anything was done with that. I think there's a lot of room for Bungie to improve. Like, there should be an LFG system in the game. Guided games should no longer be in beta. Like, figure that out. Is it? Does it work? Does it not? Um, and get it, like, fully working in the game. Um, I think clans could be done a lot better. I think you should be able to be in multiple clans. I don't think being in one clan is very really helpful, especially because this is a game where you're going to have friends who leave for a while. I have a group of friends who leave every now and then. They come back for major expansions, and they play, and then only a few of us are ever on. So let me be in multiple clans. It just makes sense. I play a, a game called Elder Scrolls Online, and I can be in, like, five guilds at one time. So let me be in, like, three clans. Like, let me have a network of friends. Um, I just, I think there's a lot of things they can do to open up the social ability of the game. Uh, and so, yeah, like I'm, I'm hoping for some lot of quality of life this fall, 
Maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. Uh, then he asked, do I think there'll be any surprises with this season? Um, yeah, I think, I really think towards the end, like, there's going to be another live event. Maybe the stranger shows up. Maybe we get to witness the darkness, get rid of some planets. I think the whole way they're going to write off these planets that are going away into the Destiny content vault is these ships are going to show up and just get rid of, like, these planets. Not get rid of, but, like, maybe just surround them in darkness and, like, we won't be able to travel there because, like, our ghosts won't survive, things like that. You know, an in-game reason for why we can't go to these planets would be really cool. Um, and then, yeah, I do think we may get a secret exotic mission. Um, I don't know what it could be. Maybe it would never be Gallarhorn. I think I don't think Gallarhorn ever comes back. I'm trying to think what else could come back. That would, like, get people hyped up. Um, just something, you know? Like, I think there was, like, some data mine stuff a while back about, like, there was that rocket launcher from Destiny 1 that, like, shot napalm strikes. What was it? Dragon's Breath, maybe? I'm not sure. Um, but I do think we'll get a secret exotic mission. Uh, so that's hopefully going to be a good surprise. And finally, he asked, do I think the lore matters much at this point? Um, that's a hard one to answer. I think the lore matters where they think it matters. And what I mean by that is you can definitely see how they took the opportunity to take what happened in Rise of Iron and add on to it, but also kind of retcon some of it with the Felwinter Lie storyline that was going on in Season of the Worthy. Um, and I know not the main team of Destiny writers didn't work on Rise of Iron. I think it was like a subset set team that like, you know, was working on keeping the game going. And so I wonder if they were like, well, hey, like, we don't agree with everything that was said in Rise of Iron. Here's our own opinion on like what happened lore-wise. Um, I think, you know... I think as a community, maybe even myself sometimes, we jump to conclusions for stuff. And so we think like, oh, this is what's happening in the lore. But obviously they control the game. Like they're going to make whatever fits their narrative. And we are trying to fit a narrative into their narrative. And it just doesn't work. Um, I think right now the lore is in a really good place. Like it's a lot better than at the tail end of uh, year one where they were like we don't think the grimoire is actually a real thing and it's like what the hell are you talking about what no the grimoire is totally a thing it was in your first game huh um i haven't gotten a chance to read the second volume of the big destiny lore book that came out i have it sitting behind me but i've never got to read it um so i wonder if there's things in there that like are different than when we find in game um so yeah i think i think lore matters as much as Bungie wants it to matter at this point. Like, they're obviously going to twist things if they feel they need to twist it. Um, such as the Felwinter stuff. But also, like, you know, they're gonna... We don't know everything about the darkness. They do. So, like, anything we're being like, oh, yeah, we, we know this about darkness. Maybe we don't. Maybe they're gonna be like, no, nah, no, you, you didn't know this all along. Because trust me, I did not expect at the end of Shadowkeep for the darkness to be like, we're your salvation. I did not expect that in the slightest. So yeah, that's how much I think the lore matters at this point. And my final question, it comes from my good friend Aleandro. And he asked what my thoughts are on the dark vanguard that seems to be forming with Eris, the Drifter, and Stranger. Um, I think it's really cool. I think it's a, 
it's an interesting concept because like if you look at what's going on in the game how our current vanguard is so broken you know kate's gone uh ikora is kind of doing her own thing not wanting to listen to zavala and zavala seems to think like we are unstoppable and he's realizing we're not it's like we can we can beat a lot of stuff but when darkness comes around it's, it's gonna be bad um and so i think this dark vanguard leading us into the new era of destiny is gonna be pretty cool um i love eris i think she's a really uh compelling character um whatever magic she's got going on that was happening in that trailer where she was like summoning spikes from the ground was really cool uh the drifter is one of my favorite characters of all time i think he's hilarious um I love his, like, shady backstory of everything. Uh, and then The Stranger, I think, is such a unique and interesting character because there's just so much we don't know about her, just that she comes from the future where Darkness won. And she's back now to try to save us again. Um, I think she's always going to be a really compelling character. And so, yeah, I think the Dark Vanguard's a really cool idea. I know that it's probably not going to be ever called the Dark Vanguard, but Dark Vanguard is a really badass name. Um, so, yeah, that's what I really think about the Dark Vanguard. Um, and so, hey, that's going to do it for episode one. Uh, so I, hey, I thank you guys so much if you're listening to this. Um, this idea came to me when I was at work one day and I was trying to find a Destiny podcast to listen to, and I just couldn't find one that, uh, I liked. I think there's some great ones out there, but I wanted to, you know, put my hat out there, be like, hey, I also do want to do a Destiny podcast. Uh, and so what you can expect from me, uh talked at the beginning of how i'm going to talk about the structure so every two weeks you'll get a podcast like this but the weeks in between you will get me reading lore books from inside the game next week you will hear the first two chapters of the lie or the liar the liar the liar lore book in game talking about Fellwinter's lie the shotgun uh following the story of Fellwinter and like what his early life was like and so i really hope you enjoy that if you do give me the feedback i'd love to hear it um this should be on Spotify and Apple, hopefully. Uh, so if you're hearing this, I'd love a review. Um, let me know how you like it. What can I improve on? It's been a while since I podcasted. So yeah, let me know how I'm doing. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Convocody. Uh And so yeah, thank you guys again. I really appreciate you listening. And I hope you all have a great day. I'll see you guys out there in the world of Destiny because it's awesome right now. Um, so yeah, thank you again. And Guardians, be safe.